Hello, and welcome to episode two of Quirky Beautiful Life, the podcast about living life just outside of the ordinary. I'm your host, Winona, and in today's episode, my original plan for sharing my listening party fell through. The party actually never happened. So instead, I will be talking about perfectionism, vulnerability, and stepping outside of our comfort zones. So let's get started. Okay, so first of all, I had this big plan of having an intimate gathering of friends where they would listen to my very first podcast episode and I would record this gathering somehow. I wasn't quite sure how I would do it just yet, but I was going to figure it out while they gave their unfiltered thoughts and opinions on every aspect of the episode and of the show idea itself. And we were going to have a conversation. I was going to be vulnerable. I was going to step outside of my comfort zone as I exposed myself to their potentially harsh criticism. Obviously, that didn't happen. And I'm pretty sure it wouldn't have gone down like that even if the party actually happened. Especially the part about the harsh criticism. So that's my inner perfectionist coming out. Um, What did end up happening was life. Folks got busy and couldn't make it, so I ended up canceling the party because the only people who were still available had already heard my episode and they gave me their feedback personally. So I was like, why have the party? And the feedback that I got was positive. None of the harsh criticism that my perfectionist brain insisted would come. None of the outright rejection of the show itself. It was actually really supportive. Um, Now, if they were being honest, that's still to be determined, but I'm pretty sure they thought it was good for what it was. I mean, it was my very first podcast episode ever, so, you know, kind of a low bar, so we'll go with that. And so that leads me to why I chose today's topic. I didn't want to let failed plans get in the way of doing what needed to get done. I very easily could have just given up and said, I'm not prepared to do anything but this original idea that I had, so I won't do anything at all. Instead, I decided to push through and figure out an alternative. And since the idea behind the party was to address my vulnerability and sharing something that I know wasn't perfect... And doing that meant being outside of my comfort zone. Why not just talk about that? And so here we are. So I consider myself a perfectionist. I can be highly meticulous about all sorts of aspects of things that I do in my life, which is why I even had a hard time starting this podcast. This show idea had been an idea of mine for years. I'm almost embarrassed to say that I bought the domain name quirkybeautifullife.com four years ago. On this very day that this episode is getting published, July 11th in 2014, I bought the uh, domain. But I, I never felt prepared enough to do it. And I still don't feel completely prepared. But I've learned to tone down my perfectionist tendencies and to actually allow things that I create to live outside of myself. 
flaws and all. And not to say that perfectionism is all bad. I think the healthy form of perfectionism is called conscientiousness. I mean, the fact that I'm super detailed and meticulous means that I can cook amazing meals. As long as there's a recipe that I can follow to the letter. And it's not even just me following that recipe itself to the letter. It's me researching a number of different versions of the recipe, as well as reading through the comments to create the best possible version of that recipe. And I have to make sure that all the ingredients are prepped just so, which in the long run means it takes forever for me to cook up something. But I tell you what, it's usually pretty delicious. And that's why they call perfectionism a double-edged sword. Yes, being a perfectionist can lead to productive and great, amazing things, but it can also lead to burnout, depression, anxiety, and maybe not even getting anything done at all because things have to be just so before they can be started, which may never happen. We spend all of our time and energy making sure all the conditions are just right that we miss out on so much waiting for something to be perfect. And the funny thing is, perfect is something that most folks don't even trust. They see something that's perfect and they will try to find the hidden flaws. What's the catch? It's too good to be true. There must be some sort of negative intention. That's because true perfection doesn't actually exist. Everything has some sort of flaw in its existence, but that's what makes it unique and interesting and beautiful. But then we have society telling us that we need to be perfect. It even rewards us for it. Who we are, what we do, how much money we bring in from our big successful jobs, how we appear on paper and in person, these are all factors in how we are judged or told we are being judged by our peers. Our living conditions can even be dictated by all of these superficial, arbitrary aspects of a manufactured life. If we don't live up to a certain standard, we are told we aren't good enough, that we aren't even good people, that there's something wrong with us, there's something wrong with the way that we're living. Why can't we be just like everyone else? We're told that we should feel shame for not living up to these expectations. And so many of us do. We feel shame in being our imperfect selves. We, we feel shame in getting something wrong. It's, it's heartbreaking. And that way of thinking is an integral part of our education system even. So we're learning this as children where everything is scored and graded and the better you are, the better you perform, the better student, the better person you are. And on top of that, we get this message constantly thrown at us on all forms of media, TV, film, print, social. <laughs> They're all curated, edited, and unrealistic representations of who we are as humans. No one can realistically live up to the standards that are portrayed on our screens. And then we spend our time and lives comparing ourselves to these unrealistic standards and wonder why we can't be perfect like what we see. It's exhausting. 
it's debilitating, and it's harmful to our well-being. We get stuck in this cycle of never feeling good enough. We either fail to start or we refuse to try to do something new. And if we do try and discover that we aren't good at it from the outset, which is likely, we confirm to ourselves that we can't do it. And we stop trying. We don't even give ourselves the opportunity to practice it, which means we never improve. We never grow. And then we go right back to telling ourselves that we aren't good enough. For the sake of our happiness and well-being, we need to break that cycle. And there are many ways to break that cycle. And for each person, it may differ, which I know for me, therapy helped a lot. I was able to talk through my own stuff and my therapist helped me recognize my, my own perfectionist behaviors for what they are and to interrupt that vicious cycle. More importantly, we need to embrace the idea that you don't have to be perfect to be lovable or to be loved. Your value is not tied to how perfect you are or how perfect something you do or create is. Another way to break that cycle, instead of learning from past mistakes, which can lead to this downward spiral of ruminating and obsessing about how terrible you were, Try learning from past successes. Let your successes show that you have made progress, no matter how big or small. Learning from our success shows us that we once took a chance and it actually turned out pretty good. And let that give you fire and push you forward. Another thing to try would be scaling it back. Like I said earlier, a healthy form of perfectionism can exist. There's a sense of striving for excellence without attaching our self-worth to the outcome. So instead of saying, I need to do all these things to make this project perfect, ask yourself, how can I improve this already great project by just 1%? How can I take it just to that next level? How can I add that little extra bit of polish without needing to go all out. And give yourself a limit. Don't fall down the rabbit hole of research trying to find that perfect solution. Tell yourself that you will only look at a limited number of options or you will only research a topic for a set amount of time before moving forward with your work. Trust yourself. Know that you have all the tools you need to be your best self in this moment. And if you find yourself cycling into that not good enough thinking, stop, notice, and find the method that works best for you to interrupt those thoughts in a way that's kind to yourself and move forward with being the amazing person you are. And with that, let's move on to the next aspect of this conversation, vulnerability. Vulnerability is one of those double standards where we expect those we want to get close to, to be vulnerable, but very rarely offer that same level of openness in return. At least that's the case for some of us. At least it is for me. I have a very ornate and elaborately constructed wall put up so I don't have to be vulnerable. And recently I've been working on tearing those walls down little by little. Vulnerability is a new practice for me that I'm slowly learning to do and slowly starting to feel at ease with. 
It's new and uncomfortable and has definitely forced me to confront parts of myself that I've been unwilling to show even to myself. And it's been a process. It's an ongoing process and it will keep going. The thing with vulnerability is that it's a two-way street. If we close ourselves off from being open and showing who we really are, we close ourselves off from receiving another person or experience fully. Being vulnerable allows us to bring our full selves, the light and the shadow, our full beauty to our experiences, which means we can experience it fully and there's nothing like being completely immersed in the beauty of experiencing a moment, like really truly being in it. When we allow ourselves to be open and vulnerable and we don't get caught up in thinking and and overthinking and being afraid of what others might think or judging our actions, we can just simply experience it. We can simply just be in it. And that's where we can really, truly let in love and a sense of belonging and trust and joy and creativity. We can truly connect with our higher selves. You may think that vulnerability is a weakness, but in my opinion, it's actually our greatest strength. And we should learn to accept that feeling and learn to embrace that discomfort. We should learn to move through life spending some time outside of our comfort zone, which brings me to the next topic, our comfort zone, that place where things are safe, where we feel mentally stable, we know what to expect and feel grounded in our being, we have our routines and our patterns, and we experience very little stress and anxiety. We can get by with doing the bare minimum and know that we're good, and we can be happy and complacent and not experience any growth. Because outside of our comfort zone is where growth happens. It's where we can tap into our sense of ambition and drive to try and do and experience new things. And yes, there's a sense of anxiety associated with stepping outside of our comfort zone. But there's this state that I read about, and it's called optimal anxiety. It's, it's where we experience just enough stress and just enough anxiety to push us forward, but not so much that it freezes us in our tracks. Too much stress and anxiety can be counterproductive. It gets in the way of our progress, but just enough, and we can grow there. The more we step outside of our comfort zone, the easier it gets and the further the boundary of our comfort zone gets. And we learn to expand beyond even what we previously imagined possible. We become open to exploring the world around us and learning so much more than we could in our just in our little safe bubble. And that can bring a whole new sense of creativity to our lives. Getting comfortable with being outside of our comfort zones means we can handle life's curveballs and sudden changes. Our world isn't completely turned upside down if things shift. If we get used to being slightly uncomfortable, we know how best to handle whatever life happens to throw at us whenever it comes. So Some ways to practice getting out of your comfort zone is 
just try doing everyday things just a little bit differently. It can be a large change or a small change. Maybe it's as simple as changing up the route you take home and you can discover a new perspective and a neighborhood that you thought you were familiar with. Or, I mean, you can make a big change and travel to a whole new country by yourself where you don't speak the language. And for some, that might be a little bit too big. But it's up to you to decide where your comfort zone lies and how far you want to step outside of it. One thing to keep in mind, though, too much of anything can be counterproductive. You either run the risk of burning out from being in a constant state of anxiety and stress because you're just taking it way too far and constantly exposing yourself to dangerous situations, or you can become bored with constantly trying new things and being outside of your comfort zone. And being outside of your comfort zone becomes your comfort zone. You don't want to go overboard. We really actually need our comfort zones. We need those quiet mental spaces to reset and ground and feel mentally stable and safe. So allow yourself the time to return to center. Allow yourself the time to return to your comfort zone and process what you've learned about yourself and the world around you and how much you've grown into the person you want to be, living the life you want to live. And this is where I will end it. Thank you for listening to another episode of Quirky Beautiful Life. And let's continue the conversation. I've shared my thoughts on perfectionism, vulnerability, and stepping outside of our comfort zones. What are your thoughts? Do you struggle with perfectionism or do you find that it's your greatest strength? Have you experienced being truly vulnerable? How did that feel? What did you do to regularly step outside of your comfort zone? Or what do you plan on doing? Visit the website at quirkybeautifullife.com and leave your thoughts on today's episode. And you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at quirkybeautifullife. Um, both are pretty sparse right now as I figure out how I, how I want to use them. But they're there in all of their imperfect beauty. Or you can email me at winona at quirkybeautifullife.com. That's W-I-N-O-N-A at quirkybeautifullife.com. And let me know uh, if you're okay with me sharing what you have to say. I might just share your comments on bonus recordings or somewhere. I don't know yet. So be sure to come back for next week's episode. And until next time, keep living your quirky life. Bye.